to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 207th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always... I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, an event of the week that I covered. Also, in a few minutes, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. My highlight of the week is the return of NFL football this weekend with the Hall of Fame game Sunday night between the Steelers and Vikings. But before that, the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies tomorrow night, which is always a great take. So our annual national nightmare of six months without football is just about over, albeit a preseason game to get us started, but uh, we'll take what we can get, that's for sure. And sticking with football, my bizarre story of the week was 49er Alden Smith apparently being arrested again, Uh, breaking news in the last hour or two, this time with multiple violations. vehicular violations, uh, and plus a vandalism charge, apparently. Uh, his incidents are not trivial, as we remember the weapons charge back at uh, LAX airport, uh, along with a number of other charges So uh, in the past. So he's a tremendous talent, but he really seems to be self-destructing, and this one uh, is going to bear watching, to say the least, and boy, what an off-season uh, the 49ers have had between retirements, incidents, what have you. Of course, Jim Harbaugh leaving. Uh, not what we're looking for, uh, to say the least. And my low light of the week was the Red Sox-Yankees playing this week, and nobody noticed and really didn't seem like anybody cared, either locally or nationally. How far have both the Sox and the rivalry fallen? And now with Sox president Larry Lucchino, who literally coined the phrase the evil empire in referring to the Yankees, announced that he's retiring. So the rivalry is potentially going to lose even more luster going forward. This all leads to my event of the week and the annual highlight of my summer, which was covering the American Athletic Conference annual football media days down in Newport, Rhode Island, which is simply a spectacular town. Uh, The big news uh, at this year's football media day, and it's the third or fourth year that I've covered it uh, here in a row, was uh, Navy joining a conference for the first time since they started football in 1879. Uh, not only adding serious cachet to the conference, uh, but it now gives the AAC 12 teams, uh, which enables them to 
hold their first ever conference championship game, which will be on December 5th. And after last year's college football playoff uh, and how it uh, played out with especially the Big 12, i.e. Baylor TCU, we know the importance of a conference championship game, don't we? Um, And again, it now splits the AAC conference into two divisions, East and West. To refresh your memory, the East division is University of Central Florida, UConn, Cincinnati, East Carolina, University of South Florida, and Temple. The West division is Houston, Memphis, Navy, SMU, Tulane, and Tulsa. So the geographic reach of this conference is uh, impressive, to say the least. Uh, Don't believe there's another conference in the country that uh, that can present, again, a geographic reach that covers the huge northeast markets, uh, Texas, Florida, two of the football hotbeds in the United States. So what that means for recruiting as well as uh, visibility, viewership, uh, cannot be overstated. So, yeah, so a lot going on with this conference. It's really, uh, you know, maturing rapidly. Uh, They're now affiliated with seven or eight bowls. uh, And, you know, with Blake Bortles, uh, top draft pick heading to, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars. Before that, he led UCF to a Fiesta Bowl victory. Uh, UConn. Women's basketball, men's basketball, national championships. You cannot overstate the importance of that. But we're talking football. And uh, the conference future looks extremely bright. uh, And the present and past have been uh, bright as well. uh, For me, a personal highlight was uh, I sat down, spoke one-on-one with Navy quarterback Keenan Reynolds, uh, as impressive a young man as you would ever meet, the perfect combination, no surprise, as a midshipman, uh, but the perfect combination of athlete and student and all-around ultra-impressive guy. I mean, this is the kind of guy you could see uh, literally becoming president of the United States. That is, I'm just not exaggerating. Uh, his presence, his articulate nature in conversation uh, is really just something to behold. Nice guy, easy to talk to, and I just could not have enjoyed our conversation anymore. And, oh yeah, his feats on the athletic field in his first few years at Navy have been very impressive. He is truly a worthy successor to the likes of uh, Roger Staubach, to put it mildly. And uh, plus, he's never lost uh, an Army Navy game, which uh, carries a lot of weight down there in Annapolis. I also had a great opportunity to talk with uh, the new Houston coach, Tom Herman, who was Urban Meyer's offensive coordinator last year in, uh, for the national championship Buckeyes. So he's the guy that. Uh, you know, helped solve, for instance, Alabama uh, in that 
epic semifinal game down in New Orleans. And uh, just one of many impressive coaches in the conference, in addition to Tom Herman. Uh, they have Ken, and I'll get this pronunciation right, I hope, Nia Patalolo from Navy, of course, George O'Leary at UCF, who's also taken on the duties of interim athletic director, Tommy Tuberville at Cincinnati, and a host of other impressive people, coaches, uh, Good group. Interesting to hear talk to. They did a little differently this year with uh, panels, which is really a great way to conduct it. Uh, Kevin Nagandi from ESPN was the moderator. It was really well done. But the star of the show, as usual, AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco, as impressive an executive in college sports as you'll find, and also one of the friendliest, most affable uh, people you find in all of college sports. But he gave his annual address before a standing room only media crowd uh, from having been there the past few years. I'm confident in saying it was a record media crowd. And uh, he listed literally, you know, just all the amazing accomplishments so far, you know, of the conference. Uh, which has just been, you know, remarkable from, again, first-round draft picks like Blake Bortles to various bull victories uh, and just really a uh, number of teams appearing in bowls, the bowl affiliations that they have, uh, you know, the addition of Navy, of course, the attendance, over 2 million fans, went to games last year, AAC games, television viewership, which again cannot be overstated. We all know that's what drives the bus and one of the keys to uh, the AAC, without a doubt. They're in these major TV markets. You know, they have Temple down in Philadelphia, uh, SMU in Dallas, Houston, of course, in Houston, USF in Tampa, UCF in Orlando, Navy in Baltimore, UConn in Hartford, but make no mistake about it, they spill into both New York City and Boston, where I'm located. Cincinnati, Memphis, Tulane down in New Orleans, Tulsa, and uh, even and East Carolina down in the Carolinas. So it's just really, uh, again, a geographically impressive conference, to put it mildly. So it was just terrific, as I said, always is. Uh, all kinds of interesting people there. They had their annual clam bake on Monday night, which is, again, I've been to a lot of New England clam bakes. There's none better than this. Uh, overlooking Newport Harbor with, at sunset, it's just uh, remarkable. People from across the country, some of whom have never seen, you know, sunset over the water, let alone uh, been at a New England clam bake. And I ended up sitting at a table with representatives from the Capital One Orange Bowl, and the Orange Bowl Committee. A uh, great group of people uh, led by the head, Lee Stapleton, and just really fascinating to talk with them because they, of course, are hosting one of the two semifinal games this year uh, at uh, Sun Life Stadium, and it will be uh, on New Year's Eve. So 
sure to be an unforgettable evening. I also golfed that afternoon at Newport National, which the AAC offers to uh, attendees, especially members of the media. Uh, Link style course, again, right near the water in Rhode Island, and just uh, really a spectacular couple of days, to put it mildly. So, again, a rousing success as it uh, traditionally has been. It grows each year, more impressive each year, and uh, I, for one, felt honored to be there. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Obama Magazine. You don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who I feel comfortable in saying he is doing something that any one of us, including every listener out there, would love to be doing about now, and I'll let you tell tell you all exactly what he's up to at this moment. Hey, John, how are you? Good, how you doing? Oh, I'm great, John, I'm... I'm here in Hermosa Beach, California, and we're going to drive down to San Diego and take a little ride, and we're going to visit the San Diego Chargers this afternoon. I love it. Well, I introduced that you were doing something that 
everybody in America and really across the world would enjoy doing, which is simply driving down the California coast. There's just nothing like it in the whole world. One of the top drives in the world, and uh, and I'm envious just thinking about it. Luckily, I've made the drive myself, so <laughs> I, I can relate, but good for you. Yep, we can compare notes later. <laughs> exactly. I, I could give you a few tips, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, it's great that you're going to San Diego Chargers practice. That'll be fun. Yeah, there's a couple of Alabama players there, John, a big right tackle, uh, DJ Fluker. And the DJ, that's Danny Lee Jesus Fluker. That's his real name. And he's been a very good player for them the first couple of years. Started every game but one when he was injured. And he even flip-flopped on the left side for about four games in his rookie season. So I think he's a pretty valuable member. And he, he was voted the co-most inspirational player of the Chargers. He's a, he's a big man, you know, 330 pounds or so. And when I first met him out of high school, John, he's about 16 years old. And I shook his hand, and he swallowed it up, swallowed it up. And I looked down at his feet, and I said, DJ, how, how big are your shoes? And he said, size 22. Oh, my gosh. That's like... Said, That's- uh, Shaquille O'Neal size. Right, right. Shaquille O'Neal, and for others from the previous decades, it's Bob Lanier territory. The big cat, St. Bonaventure. <laughs> right, right. So, Funny you, you would know, mention that. They were a rival of my college in basketball, so I actually got to see Bob Lanier play when he was at St. Bonaventure, and I was, I was a little kid. It was awesome. <laughs> great, great ball player. Yes, great ball player. So, uh... Yeah, and it's funny, as soon as you said San Diego, I mean, for whatever reason, the first thought that popped into my mind was, uh, you know, Manti Teo, as I just mentioned to you during the break, that, you know, haven't heard his name that much. I I think he's been playing pretty good for them in his first year or two, and uh, yeah, I'll be anxious to get your feedback on uh, how Manti Teo is doing down there. Yeah, I'll I'll be glad to uh, see if I can chat with him. It's funny because... uh, so Big DJ, you know, he was a person that didn't know how to swim. And uh, at a rookie symposium, he sat next to DJ, and they got to be friends. And he watched Manti, of course, being from Hawaii, swimming in the pool. And Manti taught DJ how to swim. Is that right? <laughs> That's a true story. I love it. it well, And it's funny because I know that pool. I, <laughs> you know, I covered... The Rookie Symposium last summer, 2014, uh, the NFL sent me out there to, to write stories about it, and I literally had a room at the hotel where all the rookies and everybody else stayed uh, that was overlooking the pool, so I can totally visualize uh, <laughs> that, uh, a swimming lesson going on there, put it that way. Uh, wow, small world, that's funny. Yeah, you know, they were competitors in the championship game, Notre Dame versus Alabama, but they developed a friendship, and the big fella, he's learned how to swim now. Yeah, and you know Manti Teo knows how to swim growing up in Hawaii, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah, probably about like a, a dolphin or something. I'm sure. I'm sure he's a great swimmer. Absolutely. Well, you know, speaking of Alabama, uh... I was at, of course, the American Athletic Association Football Media Days. You have, in the past, been in attendance. It's something you and I have enjoyed together. But, you know, I, I carried the torch for us both uh, this past week. It's bigger and better every year, AP, is all I can say. But, you know, 
as you well know, I had a chance to meet Tom Herman, the new coach at University of Houston, who, of course, was Urban Meyer's offensive coordinator last year in the epic national championship run, which included the victory over Alabama. And, uh, you know, at at your behest, I, I spoke with him just to discuss, you know, what it was like, uh, you know, to play Alabama and, and what were, you, you know, what did he figure out to lead the Buckeye, help lead the Buckeyes to that victory? And uh, an impressive gentleman, to say the least, like many, if not all, of those coaches are. Yeah, yeah, John, he must have known something because he not only ran the ball up and down the field against Alabama that evening, but they threw the ball with success as well. And uh, I know Coach Saban, he's not too uh, big of a person to reach out to someone when he's been humbled. So uh, him and the defensive coordinator, Kirby Smart, they visited with Tom Herman, and hopefully the chat will be productive in the coming season when they, when they uh, you know, tweak their defense. Yes, well, I could not have been more impressed with him. He was just uh, – he certainly carries himself like a head coach, friendly – Easy to talk to, very open in discussing, as you know, you know, the Alabama game in particular. And, uh, yeah, and let's not forget, you know, they did what they did that night and throughout the playoff run with, uh, you know, Cardell Jones, who at the time was a, a third-string quarterback. So he, he gets extra credit for that, I'd say. Absolutely. I mean, what team in the uh – Listed at top twenty-five can bring in the third-string quarterback. Not only win the games, but dominate. Exactly, exactly. No, it's just nothing short of amazing, to say the least. And uh, you know, knowing you're out in California, big breaking news coming out of California today about Alden Smith from the Forty ers being arrested again and uh, with pretty serious charges, vehicular and otherwise. Uh, boy, this is like his fourth or fifth incident, and you know, add that to what has already been a incredibly difficult off season for the Forty ers starting with, of course, Jim Jim Harbaugh and them parting ways, and then you know, from just Ray McDonald to the retirement of you know people like a couple people, including Patrick Willis. Uh, wow, and I know you're going to be heading up north. Northern California, the San Francisco area, during your trip, I believe. So it'll be interesting for you because there is a lot of turmoil around the 49ers, which, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, John York, the owner, who I've had the pleasure to meet on a number of occasions and talk with. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not happy to see this at all. I like the 49ers. Yeah, no, John, it's it's very difficult for these teams when they're trying to give these players second, third chances, and they're trying to do their very best. But when the player goes out of their way to foul up again, I mean, if there's any way legally you can cut bait, I think you, you must because it's, it's such a disruptive force. You have all the other 50-plus players trying to behave and take care of business on the field, and then, they're asked questions every every day. It becomes repetitive and nagging. You know, all these questions about your teammate. It has nothing to do with you, but that's the focus of the media's attention. And you, you really want to talk about your football team. 
Yep, it's the dreaded D word, distraction, and uh, the number. You know, no, nothing the coaches dislike more than that. And uh, yeah, sad to see because Alden Smith is a unique talent. He is not just another player. He is. He holds, I believe, certain NFL, you know, sack records and whatnot, especially for you know what he's done in such a short time early in his career. But on the flip side, you know the trouble he's had is in it's not run of the mill this is like different kind of stuff and this one appears to be unique on a couple of fronts for again the news is just still coming in but you know we all remember the lax gun incident uh you know and so again these are not trivial uh charges you know or troubles that he's had in the past they're they're a step above that shall we say yeah, they're, they're serious in nature, and I was watching a little bit of an exchange between the San Francisco columnist and Jim Harbaugh last year on the subject, I believe it was, and he kind of foreshadowed some of the events that were going to happen, and, and you know, San Francisco's in a bad position right now. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, again, it's really fresh, you know, it, no, no pun but intended, but the jury's still out, shall we say, on just you know, what went on. It literally happened after midnight last night, like it's literally a today deal, and it just broke in the past couple of hours. So we shall see, and uh, AP, hard to believe, we're already at our break. We have a lot more to cover, but why don't we uh, take our break for now, and we'll get back to some more football talk on the other side. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, and he's driving down the California coast as we speak, and uh, A.P., we touched on a couple of football items uh, in the previous segment, but uh, you cover Alabama football, and I know there was, uh, as always, uh, some news coming out this week about uh, Nick Saban. Yeah, John, about, uh, I think it was a week or so ago, maybe it was this week, uh, an unauthorized biography was written about Nick Saban, and the gentleman had written a profile in Forbes magazine but he took a year and a half off, and he wrote this unauthorized biography. He spoke to about 250 people connected to Nick Saban. Now, he, he actually uh, spoke to Nick Saban and asked him about the unauthorized biography, and Nick Saban didn't go out of his way to say that he, wouldn't, he would call people and tell them not to speak with the author. But at the press conference yesterday after the first practice, he ended the press conference with a statement saying, I don't believe people should make money from unauthorized biographies. And Saban said, when I finish coaching in Alabama, I'll write my own book. It'll be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So he made an exclamation point that he did not want to discuss the subject from here on out. And some people described it as a rant, but I had listened to him. And really, it was just a strong statement. He he didn't raise his voice that much, just slight octave. But that that was the point of emphasis for the press conference yesterday after the first practice. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty interesting uh, to say the least. Yeah, when you hear that word unauthorized, uh, <laughs> you know, especially if you're in Nick Saban's shoes or other celebrities' shoes. Uh, not what you're looking to hear, that's for sure. No, no, and I think one former player told the, uh, bog, the uh, unauthorized biographer that Nick Saban will probably be um, you know, disappointed in the first couple of weeks, but he'll get over it. Correct, correct. Uh, well, in other news, I mean, all of this was prompted by the fact that, of course, Nick Saban's talking because Alabama and a host of other colleges are underway with fall football practice, which you and I are both happy to see. And, uh, you know, first game is just a couple of weeks away now, so we're thrilled. And suddenly there's a lot going on and a lot to talk about. So what's happening down in Alabama? Yeah, Nick Saban, he, and I actually questioned this about a week or so ago in Pensacola, Florida. They're trying to establish an identity, and they want to be a team that's noted for their toughness, their effort, and relentless competitive spirit. So, and they want to be strong competitors. He wants to get back to that style of football that was a trademark when he first came to Alabama. So that's one of the things that was on his mind. He wanted to state that yesterday. And then he gave a little update on the injury report. And there was a wide receiver, Cameron Sims, a, a six foot four, put out of Louisiana, good, good wide receiver. He is injured, and he's trying to make his way back from a knee injury. And then you have. Uh, Raheem Falcons is another uh, wide receiver from Louisiana. He was injured, had a leg fracture, so it's going to take a little while for him to be back. And then um, offensive lineman Josh Kasher 
and he, he was lifting weights this summer, injured his pectoral muscle. And there, there's one other player, a big running back, about six foot two, two thirty five, Bo Scarborough, who was just played Alabama. He had a knee injury as well, but he was also Nick Saban also stated that he was suspended for the first four games due to an NCAA situation. It was based on some type of amateurism violation. So uh, even though Nick, uh, you know, Bo Scarborough couldn't play the first four games because of injury, well, he, I mean, if he was healthy, he would, he would be eligible. So. That, that was kind of disappointing, but um, especially at a position where they need some more depth at running back. Right. Uh, wow. A lot going on, as always. Uh, a lot going on across the country. Um, you know, nothing bigger down there than, of course, the quarterback situation. Jacob Coker uh, is, of course, in the hunt again. Uh, uh, but, you know, he has some, as usual, pretty stiff competition, right? Yeah, he sure, certainly does, Jacob Coker. This is his last chance, you know, the transfer from Florida State. Played behind all those quarterbacks, a couple of number one draft choices down there. And he came into camp last season. He was the projected leader. Blake Sims took over the position, set some records at Alabama. But now it's Jake Cop- Coker's turn. But there's a rising uh, Richard, Richard uh, player, David Cornwall, of uh, uh, Norman, Oklahoma. Big player, six foot five. Both of those players are six foot five, uh, so he's right on his heels. But I've heard good reports about Jacob Coker. He's been processing the information much better, and he's got all the physical skills as far as throwing the football can make all the throws. And um, but Nick Saban, I I don't think he's going to announce that who will be the starting quarterback until till maybe the week of the game. Maybe he's just going to have him trot out. To take the opening snap. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. The element of surprise. Uh, did you say David Cornwall's from Norman, Oklahoma? Correct, right. They play a little football out there as well. Yeah, how did Bob Stoops let him get away? <laughs> yeah, yeah wow. it's, it's funny, it's, it's funny, John, because they have the five quarterbacks in uh, Jacob Coker's from St. Paul High School in Mobile, the same as, the same as uh, A.J. McCarron. But then the other quarterback from Norman, Oklahoma, Allen, Texas, that's Alec Morris. Then you have um, Cooper Beckman from Utah. And then the, the, the hotshot freshman right out here in uh, Corona, California, Santiago High School, Blake Barnett. So they, they reach far and wide to get these quarterbacks, and they're trying to get the right one. Yeah, well, some people like to get away. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, the, we need to only go as far, you know. Refer to remember Joe Namath leaving Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, right, down right. to Alabama. Uh, so it, it happens, and it's been happening for forever. So it will continue to happen. But wow, Norman, Oklahoma, you can't help but <laughs> comment on that one, to say the least. <laughs> and he's, he's a good, uh, you know, big, big arm, pretty good runner. So you know, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was the starter as well. I mean, there's, there's no telling, John, because. We don't get to watch them very, very much beginning of practice, and we saw them in the spring game, and that's it. So yeah, it's you know, really, it's hard, it's hard to make a, a, a statement about who's going to be the quarterback. And by the way, on ESPN as we speak, we're talking about Nick Saban's comments on the unauthorized biography, and the, his exact quote was, there's only one expert on my life, and guess what? That's me. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great quote. Love it. I hadn't yeah. heard that exact quote, so uh, yeah. Yeah. 
And Phil Savage, Alabama football radio analyst who you know well and were and introduced me to at a previous American Athletic Conference Media Day is now discussing it. Uh, Saban's comments. So uh, good timing on the story. It's news everywhere, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, Nick Saban, he knows that every time he opens his mouth, it's going to be quoted across America and it's going to be on the wire immediately. And that's why he didn't want to say very much about both Scarborough's uh, four-game suspension yesterday. He said that they'd blow it out of context. Right, and, and let's not forget, by the way, that you know Alabama opens the season September fifth versus Wisconsin at Jerry World in Dallas, Texas, and uh, boy, that's going to be a great game. And then you know, a lot of great games to open the season, and one that caught my eye with this week is Charlie Strong, co- coach of Texas, was doing was talking uh, with the media, as many others are, as practice gets underway, but. You know, they open at Notre Dame uh, same weekend, September, early September. So talk about a juicy matchup. That's going to be awesome. You know, everybody's dying to see uh, what Texas, you know, where Texas is at near two under Charlie Strong. And needless to say, Notre Dame is always a topic. So that, that, that's a great game. Yeah, John, Notre Dame is, I think, the preseason top five. In, yeah, I saw in Charlie, that. Char- and Char- Charlie Strong, I'm, I'm not sure if he, he coached at Notre Dame with Blue Holtz at one time. or So, you know, that's an excellent matchup to, to uh, the Blue Bloods of college football. And I know that NBC must be thrilled to death. No doubt. And Charlie Strong certainly... Uh... He had a lot of coaching stops, but one of them was obviously at the University of Florida where he won national championships as a coordinator. So that's where he made his name, went on to Louisville, then on to Texas. So, uh, again, everybody is dying to see how, you know, how they do now that Charlie Strong has a full year plus under his belt. And, you know, it's becoming his team, so... You know, I'm a big believer, as I've said often, you know, Texas, you know, sports are better when, you know, teams with pedigree are doing well. So I think everybody in college football wants to see Texas, uh, you know, back in the game, shall we say, and playing at a high level and competing for conference and, in fact, national championships. So this is going to be a a fascinating thing to watch, to say the least. You I've spent time in Austin, so I kind of get the fervor surrounding Texas football, to put it mildly. (laughs) Yeah, and he's getting paid big money, and the conference, they want to see Texas and Oklahoma at the top, even though Baylor and TCU have been fabulous. Correct. Yes, Baylor and TCU. In fact, that's interesting because, you know, they were the two teams that lost out last year in the college football playoff, but yet... I've seen polls and rankings and whatnot, and one one prognosticator actually picked both teams to be in this year's Final Four. Wow, that's that's very unique. That's that's SEC like. <laughs> exactly, it was actually you're not going to like this. Baylor, TCU, Ohio State, and the fourth one was Auburn. <laughs> yeah, that's so quite I, a force right there. It sure is. That is quite a foursome, so, uh, yeah. Yep, yeah. 
Yeah, John, many people have picked Auburn, and um, I, I, I would say I would not pick them myself for the fact that, you know, they had five losses last season and the defense was so porous. But they, they will have improvement with Will Muschamp as defensive coordinator, and, and I believe there is an upgrade at the quarterback position, Jeremy Johnson, big, tall, five athletic player with a strong arm, and he really fits Gus Malzahn's offense more than uh, Nick Marshall, yeah, even though Nick Marshall is you know, a, a very credible player for all two years. Oh, yeah, spectacular, no doubt about it. Uh, well, it's going to be fun to watch. The, let's not forget the Iron Bowl this year, Alabama at Auburn. So, uh, you know, should be interesting, but AP, hard to believe. We're already at the end of our uh, second segment together, but let's take our break now, and we'll finish it up in our final segment on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. But before we get started, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is the Hall of Fame weekend out in Canton, Ohio. Both the induction ceremony tomorrow night, which is great uh, every year, as well as the game Sunday night with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe we'll get a glimpse of... uh, AP, Adrian Peterson, back on the field for the first time in a year. So uh, that'll be fun. And as I said at the beginning of the show, football's back, even albeit preseason, but our long national nightmare of six months without football is officially over this weekend. And uh, 
AP, speaking of football, you know, I talked at the beginning of the show about attending the American Athletic Conference Football Media Days, which were spectacular yet again. It's, it's really among my favorite events, if not my favorite event of the entire summer down in Newport, Rhode Island. But, you know, uh, what made this year's unique was the addition of Navy. I mean, they were like rock stars. Uh, you know, they're the 12th team. It's the first time Navy has ever joined a conference, and they've been playing football since 1879. Uh, you know, the coach, uh, you know, try to get the name right here, Ken Niamatololo, uh, is <clears throat> an impressive figure. His record stands for itself at Navy, and <clears throat> I had the pleasure of chatting for a few minutes one-on-one with the quarterback, Keenan Reynolds, who, as I said earlier in the show, is about as impressive an athlete as I've ever met in my life. Uh, he, he's the kind of guy that could literally be president of the United States someday. Um, he is that that impressive. So, Again, a lot going on at the AAC. I know you, like me, are a huge fan. We, li- we both think very highly of Commissioner Mike Oresco. The geographic reach is literally off the charts. I don't think there's any any conference in the country that can touch it from from the Northeast to Florida to Texas and a whole lot of stops in between. Uh, they cover a lot of territory. Yeah, I think I had this discussion with Mike one time. I mean, he's in the hotbeds of football, Texas and Florida, Ohio. Uh, you know, you, you just can't. You fathom how many people that reaches when you're talking about football. And, you know, he's in the Atlantic Coast area, East Carolina, and he's in Pennsylvania with Temple, uh, you know, up in the Northeast with Connecticut, and in the Southeast, Memphis. So he, he touches them all, and then he has the, the uh, sentimental vote with Navy. And, and so he, he's really touched all bases with his conference, and I, he's got a good combination of all those teams that uh, make up the, the lead. Yes. Well, you know, when Navy or Army uh, and Air Force, well, you know, when they're in the house, it's different. I mean, when, you know, when Keenan Reynolds, along with, uh, you know, when he walks in, along with uh, Bernard Serra, defensive lineman, when they walk in in their midshipman white uniforms, I mean, it, it just stopped. It just was a showstopper. I mean, every it just got everybody's attention. You know, it was a great like moment, shall we say, of just recognizing that, like, oh yeah, Navy's now a member of the conference. And uh, trust me, all they had to do was be there in the room, which was at the clam bake on Monday night when it just, you know, again, just uh, you talk about an attention grabber. That was it. Uh, and they just bring serious cachet, uh, and also just a terrific team. I mean, Navy has, uh, you, you know, right off the bat, as you know, they've been in a bowl game 11 out of the last 12 years. Need we say more? Yeah, they're, they're so difficult to defend. They play an excellent brand of football. It's fun to watch their option game. And their coach, John, I had the pleasure to interview him one time. It was about uh, playing Notre Dame and and, and against Alabama in that championship game, and I, I just enjoyed every moment. 
and he understands that the media is important and that they're so cooperative and really touch a class. And, and I forgot to also mention one of the other teams in the conference from the Southeast Tulane. Can't forget, forget them. That's the foreign entrance. I always tell people when I want to have a good time, I leave the country, I go to New Orleans. So Tulane is the foreign entrance into that league. Exactly. And, and you also referenced, you know, let's not forget that, you know, we have Tulsa and Memphis kind of covering that, that pocket of the country as well. I mean, again, I'll just re, as we just discussed, they're, they're kind of everywhere and, uh, you know, it's great, but, you know, and many players, coaches referenced the fact that, like, you know, just to give you the, an idea of the cachet of Navy, that they they were all thrilled and all really excited to play, like, games in Annapolis as well, not to mention hosting Navy. Uh, you know, th- there's just just something about, you know, the service academies that, you know, elevates the whole scene, again, every bit is true for Army and Air Force as well. And, uh, but in this case, Navy happens to be a new conference member. And uh, I, I think it's going to be fun. But, uh, again, to say they were the talk of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, of the media days would be an understatement. It was just, again, really, really a great addition. And, again, you know, uh, just a great visual. I cannot overstate. Like just arriving at the clam bake, which is always awesome, as you know. But the minute you see those midshipmen uniform, it just like completely dominates the visual scene. It really does. Yeah, there's nothing like playing against the Air Force, Army, or Navy, and you get something you can tell your grandkids. Uh, you know, it's that important, I believe. And you know, they've been a part of that college football landscape for so long and everyone likes to check in and root for those those three academies and, and this year John with the AAC I think they're trying to make inroads to be part of that power five you want to be a power six I think Mike spoke about that with you and the rest of the media right. members you know they, they have to perform on the field now they have to get some W's against these power five teams and that's how you earn respect it's on the football field Absolutely. Well, the preseason favorite is Cincinnati, and their quarterback is someone that I actually got to cover in high school, which was uh, Gunnar Keel, used to play at Notre Dame, and transferred to Cincinnati. His father, was, uh, father or uncle, I'm not sure, was Blair Keel, former Notre Dame quarterback, and I covered him at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl in San Antonio a few years back when he was a high school senior. So, uh, yeah, you know, again, big-name players to sit, like him, to say the least. So, yeah, you're right. It, it comes down to winning on the field. That's what's going to, you know, get the job done. But uh, I think they're heading in that direction as well, and, and they already have, you know, i.e. Blake Bortles and winning the Fiesta Bowl. They already have, you know, a nice history build up and they need to add to it and they I'm sure they will add to it yeah there's no question that what Mike's done with the conference he's cleared all the hurdles now it's just a question of the coaches and their staff recruiting across the country and convincing some of these players to come to the AAC and and see if they can beat some of these power five teams exactly and you know they're going to have their opportunities I mean uh, you know they're, they're playing in some high-profile games. 
you know, right off the bat, for instance, I know U- University of Central Florida is playing at South Carolina uh, on October 3rd, the old ball coach uh, against George O'Leary. I mean, that, that, <laughs> you, yeah, that, that's a good matchup. That's a matchup that anybody in the country is going to be interested in for sure. And there's a lot of others just like it. it that is, John. And that's, and, and that's just the press conference between Steve Spurrier and George O'Leary. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that in and of itself will be worth tuning into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, and again, you know, it's just a, a wonderful event. We missed you this year, but uh, it was terrific. And again, I, uh, you know, I actually golfed in the media tournament this year at Newport National, so I stepped up my game and added, you know, for the first time got to golf, and that was that was awesome as well, just like the entire couple of days is. So it was great. Yeah, that's a fantastic event, Newport, Rhode Island. It's quite a quite a split place. Uh, it's a scenic destination, and if anybody can attend that media conference, uh, that. They should always accept. I mean, I wish I could have been there myself. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves it. Bowl people galore there. Sat at the clam bake with people from the Orange Bowl who were awesome to talk with. They're hosting a semifinal this year. So, great, great time. And AP, hard to believe. We're already at the end of the show. It goes quickly. I will let you uh, roll down your windows, enjoy some of that California scenery and uh, fresh air out there. And uh, as always, thank you for your great perspective. John, it's always my pleasure. Look forward to next week. Me too, AP. And uh, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.